Alright, listen up. If you're not happy with the way your site's performing, give me a call. Or you can just check out uh, my free webinar, Why All E-Commerce Sites Fail. Uh, it's at nadimo.com slash free. N-A-D-I-M-O dot com slash free for the free webinar. Check it out now. Enjoy the show. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking. Hey everyone, thanks for joining today's show with your host Brandon Moscow, of course, and today I'm excited. I have Phil Forbes on the line. I had him on the show probably a year and a half ago or so, uh, and he was a great, great uh, interview, and I was glad to have him on, and today... Uh, we're going to be talking about custom packaging, and like I said, I have Phil Forbes from Pack Help on the line. Uh, Hello, Brandon. How are you, man? Good, thanks. Good. How are you going today? Um, I'm going well, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm uh, I'm excited to have you on because I've been talking a little bit in our last couple of shows. Well, not necessarily the couple last ones, but this season we've been talking a bit more about uh, about shipping and and those types of things. And one of the things yeah. that Kind of falls right in line with that is custom packaging um, boxes I thought, yeah thought today would be a perfect opportunity to have you talk a lot about that and maybe just give me a little bit more of a background on pack help and what it does specifically so that people can understand a little bit more about that and then elaborate more on what is custom packaging yeah sure so straight up well for a lot of e-commerce brands uh boxes aren't sexy i mean my my job is to sell boxes and i can straight up say boxes aren't sexy so (laughs) as a result people forget about packaging and the role it plays until well until they see their competitor do it or until they think of it in the last minute so what pack help does is is for those people uh we connect uh small e-commerce brands big e-commerce brands uh, to industrial scale printing facilities that normally would not look at these at, at these e-commerce brands or sellers uh, unless they're ordering you know in excess of fifty thousand units. Um, we do that by having our own online software. Um, users come in, pick the type of box that they want, and then using our online software, they see a three d explosion or a three d rendering of their box. And they upload their pictures, they upload their imagery, drag and drop their pictures on the box until it's looking exactly how they want it. And then you can place an order for 30 pieces, for 30,000 pieces, and any any number in between. Um, we also do we also do high-end packaging, so you know solid boxes that have got like UV print, uh, UV embossing, uh, sorry, UV printing, yeah. Hot stamping, foil, magnetic closure, that kind of thing. So basically we give e-commerce brands, uh, access to a lot of stuff that they wouldn't have, uh, in terms of packaging had they, had they tried to sort it out themselves. So yeah. Great. Yeah. I had, uh, was talking to a company on, on a call recently 
um, and talked about, you know, shipping and fulfillment and that side of mm-hmm. things. And one of the things that came to my mind was, uh, you know, you don't, that box that it arrives in has so much to play. Um, oh, yeah. You know, when you, it's funny because in the perfect example is like at Christmas time, for example, I, I make a lot of orders online and so does my wife. And I'm always at the post office to pick them up because mm-hmm. they don't come right to our home, unfortunately, where I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, I can't complain because the post office <laughs> is just down the road. It's not very far. So anyway, <laughs> long story short, I go in there and I pick up packages and, you know, you've got your boxes that are marked with Amazon and you know what you've ordered from there. And then you've got the blank boxes. And you're like, okay, who is this from? And you get excited. It's funny because you get excited about the boxes that are already labeled uh, with the stuff that you know, you know, if you knew something was coming from a, from a specialty shop and it had a, a box that was labeled, you even get that more excitement about it because yeah. you're already happy and excited. Um, and, and it just already right off the bat creates that, oh, that for sure. feeling. For sure. um, I mean, that, that same feeling that you're talking about now, there's no difference between that feeling and the same feeling that you got on Christmas as a seven-year-old waiting for whatever you got then. Um, the only difference is, is that you know what you're getting now. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it, and that's the thing, the the gifts that you got when you were six years old, they were wrapped up and they looked pretty, and you didn't know what they were. Right. Uh, so the difference now is that when you go to the post office, um, there's that excitement because you're getting something. But if it's wrapped up and it looks pretty, there's even more excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's 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 a feeling, that's an emotion that good quality, uh, high end and obviously e-commerce brands that value their customer. That's a feeling that these brands tap into. Yep. Uh, and they do that with custom packaging. I, I often say that custom packaging is the, the stage that presents your product to the world. Yep. Um, your, your, your product is what makes a customer go, wow, this is great but it's the packaging and the way that it's presented to the end user that makes that customer go, wow, I really got a lot more than I bargained for here. Um, mm. And that's, that's, that's how you want to leave a customer, whether it's with customer service, whether it's with a superior product, you want to exceed your customer's expectations. And when you, when you play to that feeling of um, that feeling of excitement, then yeah, you do that. Like, uh, I, we're all guilty of it buying really, really cheap and nasty electronic parts off, of eBay or, or Amazon or something. And it just comes in, you know, a blank or clear plastic bag or a blank box, like you said. And you're like, Oh yeah, this is cool. This is what I got. But then from time to time, you'll buy something. Uh, I'm just looking around my room at the, around my living room at the moment, you know, I'll buy a, a guitar pedal or a, a, I bought my dog a fancy dog toy the other day mm-hmm. and that came in some decent wrapping and it's like, you know, the, the product is probably the same made in China or, or you know, budget conscious, mm-hmm. but it's just the way that it felt when I had it in my hands for the first time, I knew that I had something different. Yeah. But 
at the end of the day, it may not have been different, but I perceived it as being different. And as the paying customer uh, who's paying you, your brand, you want my, you want my recurring business. Um, and you, you can't always compete on price. So you have to compete on, on quality and yeah, custom packaging is a great way to do that. The unboxing experience is a, is a really, really powerful marketing tool that um, works hand in hand with social media marketing, influencer marketing, um, and all those kind of other facets of, of digital marketing that are, uh, we rely on so heavily nowadays. So if you can create an experience with your packaging around your product, um, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. reason, there's a reason unboxing therapy has got so many, so many, uh, YouTube subscribers and so many views. It's yeah. people want to uh, experience something. Well, and that's like, that's exactly it. So one of the things, and I'm just going to take what you said and just going to extend a little bit more on it because you've touched on things that I was thinking about right from the start of when you started talking there. And <laughs> yeah, man. one of the things to me is, you know, e-commerce, it used to be, and it still is in many ways, I'm not going to lie, a very uh, humanless thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you go yeah. online, you look at a catalog. I mean, this is how it is now. It's going to change. It's going to be less catalog-based and more like, you know, more of a, you know, you're flipping through. and like There's going to be more experiential type shopping in the e-commerce mm -hmm. field, in my opinion, as things grow and change. And, and a lot more customization. Uh, I mean, like customizing your own products and, and, and that sort of thing. I mean, Nike, for example, I can't remember the number right off the top of my head, but I believe it was 40% of Nike.com's purchases were done of their custom shoes, which were people yeah, making yeah. their own shoes. Because they could put so, their own personalization on exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And, so, and so when you start thinking about that and the customized nature of, of e-commerce and the, that side of things, and you take that one step further and you start going back to, you know, what it used to be, you go online, you order your product, and it comes in the mail, and okay, mm -hmm. great, You're, you got what you ordered. Yeah, this, now is, you this have is what to, I expected, yeah. Yeah, now it's starting to evolve to the point where you have to create that ex, that experience, right? Yeah. Um, and so when when you do that, you want that experience to be not just from the first land on your site, Okay, mm -hmm. so let's say you've built the site out and you have that custom function and feature and you've ordered these really cool shoes that you've created yourself or mm -hmm. real, or in my case, I've actually bought tailored shirts that have, you know, I've designed that I have one pattern on each sleeve and I have a different pattern on the front <laughs> and I have a different collar on my shirt. And I mean, like, I love doing it. It was fun. It engaged yeah. me. And I, I was not going to abandon the cart at that point because I created this really super cool never-to-be-created-again shirt, which <laughs> I probably couldn't even create myself again because <clears throat> I wouldn't remember all the details I put into it. But you go ahead, you build this cool thing, you put it, hit the order button, and it shows up in a box, a plain box. All of a sudden, oh. it's not as exciting. You, you yeah. order it and it shows up and it's in a really cool, you know, I mean, even if the box is simple, just has the logo on the, of the company you bought yeah. from, even that simplicity 
is good because then you're yep. like, oh, it's here, and you get excited right away. Yeah, sure. And then that goes one step further where now, like you said, with influencers and everything, I mean, I believe very heavily in micro-influencers, where yeah. the level of, I just ordered this product. I have maybe five followers on one of my social channels, but I've, you know, I've got some friends on my Facebook page and guess what? I'm going to go on and do a live unboxing of my, of my cool new shoes or my cool new shirt because I'm excited to show people. Sure. Whether For there's sure. anybody watching or not, I don't care. I'm going to show everybody, look at this cool shirt because I'm so excited about it. Right. And so that yeah, excitement yeah. is what you need. You need that whole excitement from when you bought it. To when you get it in, the, get it at home, and then if you are so lucky as a company to have that person unbox it online, then you can actually utilize that too and share that with your followers and yeah. and help. And the next thing you know, that person who had put that on social media and then it gets picked up and shared by the company, if by chance. I mean, I'm not saying it's, that's the perfect world situation, but that happens now all of a sudden i feel even more connected and and they're like oh hey i'm glad you liked your you know your brand new shoes or your brand new shirt you know we're we're glad to have provided it to you or whatever yeah it goes right to that so that then what happens is you become a little bit more loyal or even if you scratch loyalty from the equation you had an exciting experience and what does oh, that, that equate to? That equates to me wanting to go back and do it again. Yep. And whether you want to call it experiential shopping or whatever you want to call it, to me, you have to create an experience that is something that people will want to do again. And and I think just, and I mean, it sounds so silly. You know, you're talking about boxes. And like you said, boxes aren't sexy. But boxes, no. that last piece of the puzzle they get that in the mail, and all of a sudden they're excited about it. And guess what? The other side of it too is okay. You can get excited about the product because it showed up in a plain box because you see on the label who it's from. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to that situation I just shown or talked about, where you're on social media sharing it, you're still excited about it. Yep. Now, if you don't have your your brand on there or you don't have a nice box. It's not as exciting for the person who's watching it, or the, view, that the said, viewers got the viewers got nothing to train their eye on. There's no hype, not hype. I don't like that word, but there's no intensity. There's no visual stimulation. Right. They see a plain box that you're opening, yeah. And so then they might think, oh, that's that's fine, whatever. Yeah. Or even that said, there's that subtlety of having your brand name on the box that maybe they're not necessarily engaged in but they see it and they yeah. like it's like product placement in in tv shows now right someone's drinking a can of coke well coke paid for that yeah. uh, you know and it's just a simple product placement but even that little product placement by having that custom packaging is a in a sense a product placement in its yeah. own way that creates that extra um genetic flaw for lack of a proper word yeah, and to go back to what you what you initially started with that that um that humanless experience about e-commerce is uh we we all know what IKEA is like. Everyone's been to an IKEA store. Everyone's been to Walmart. Everyone's been to Subway. We know what these we know what these businesses and their products feel like, right? 
you can go to a website and an e-commerce store and and not trust it or not believe in it and that's cool but you don't know what the company and the product and the overall experience feels like now in the world of e-commerce your packaging is the first physical touch point that you have with the person who's paid for your product so you only get one chance at a good first impression and first impressions last so to go to take that back to what we were saying about the uh the feel of a company is that if again if you deliver your your product in a cheap bag or or, or plain box then it it it's a missing part of the the feeling puzzle if you know what i mean there's one sense that's not being stimulated um but if you've if your person who's who you've worked so hard to convince to buy all your marketing efforts have paid off all your conversion rate optimization all your e-commerce marketing tactics have paid off and made the sale and if you're dropping the ball when that person physically touches your brand for the first time well then there's a there's a big void there to be filled um and I, I don't know about you, but I, I think a few of your uh, a few of your listeners might also be be guilty of like of holding a good quality box and having no need for it. But like this is this is a good box, might hold on to this box. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I've, I've got no need for it, but there might be a good reason for this box. Yeah. So, like, what are you going to keep the the cheap nasty plastic bag or the the nice full color digitally printed box that's got the logo and it's well made of corrugated cardboard it locks shut by itself it's sturdy it's rigid and, and i mean that's 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 less that's not the main reason to use custom packaging for a reuse of it later down the track no. but it, it's it adds value to your brand as well you know this 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 brand that i'm buying from they give a damn about their boxes. How much do they care about their product and their service and their, the experience of their customer too? So, um, a, a slight change of, a slight change of subject because I've, I've had this conversation with many of people before and I've often, I've often had a bit of, uh, not negative feedback, but a bit of resistance, especially in this day and age where people say that like, um, we all consume too much. Packaging should be, a transport vessel and that's that yeah i agree um sucking down infinite resources to make a pretty box is yeah it's not good for the environment um but there's nothing saying that you have to use excess packaging um either uh the the humble cardboard box is more often than not 80 percent recycled material so uh you throw a cardboard box in landfill and provided it's not covered in some mineral oil coating mm-hmm. it's going to go back into the ground where it came from so sustainable packaging is is I, I won't say it's where it's at at the moment but um sustainable packaging is almost a marketing channel in itself especially right. if, if the product you're selling resonates with with being eco-friendly and sustainable and, and caring for the environment too. Right. Um, 
packaging's one horrible thing for landfill. Um, you know, plastic bags, a lot of a lot of um, petroleum-based products that are single-use plastics uh, or or packaging filler in that sense. It's as someone who sells packaging for a living, I can comfortably say that's a horrible, horrible thing for the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not hard to be smart either. Uh, if your brand gives a damn about the environment, and let's face it, your brand should, it's very easy to make packaging that has uh, a small carbon footprint to make that integral to your brand thus creating an even better packaging experience for your customer. Great. So um, there's a bit of food for thought for uh, for some of your listeners because, yeah, like I said, I've, I've had a few people, uh, a few comments on blogs that I've written saying like, yeah, a bit of, a bit of, a bit of, not feedback, but a bit of, um, resistance. Like, pack, packaging is, is not essential. It's just a waste of material. And yeah, it is. That means you've got to be smart about it. Right. So. Well, I would say, I would argue that two things. One is I would argue that I think it is somewhat essential for the experience. Like we talked about, I believe it's very essential for that. However, um, yes, if you're smart about your packaging, then you're, I mean, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to throw one thing. I mean, okay, it's obviously (laughs) cheaper too. It's cheaper to send it in a plastic bag. Yeah. Uh, But the truth of the matter is, is what is better for the environment, a box, a cardboard box or a plastic bag? Mm -hmm. Um, So then you have that debate, right? I mean, there's yep. all kinds of debates that can open up around the world word of sustainable packaging and, and yep. what's better for the environment and all of that sort of thing. And then, and I have taken none of that away from anybody. I mean, everybody's got their opinions and I don't want to argue those opinions because to be honest, my, uh, my knowledge when it comes to what's best for the environment, you know, that end of things is that's not my forte. Um, mm-hmm. I try my best to recycle and, and, you know, do that sort of thing, but that's definitely not an area of expertise for me. That said, yeah. one of the things you were talking about is people keeping these boxes and reusing mm-hmm. these boxes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for example, it costs a lot to buy a banker's box because that banker's yeah. box is built really strong and you use it to keep things in and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But you know, when you get a nice sturdy box from a company um, and, you know, whether it's, and, and sometimes they make them look really nice. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah. my wife's got a number of different boxes she's gotten from from uh, subscription services she uses, and they take the time to build, to put a nice box together. She doesn't throw those boxes out. She reuses them. She stores yeah, things sure. in them um, and that sort of thing. And so those aren't going into the landfill. No, they're cool. being reused and and um, that sort of thing. So, you know, there's there are arguments to be made both ways. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Um, and, yep. and as you're well aware, because you brought up that all on your own and, and pointed that out. Um, <laughs> but like I said, I think the fact that you mentioned the fact that people keep those boxes around. Yeah, that from a business perspective, that's a fantastic thing because they're seeing your brand more and more yeah. and more. Um, it's just I like think, the reason what people buy put ads on magazines and they put them 
they put they buy mm -hmm. advertisements in magazines yeah. because people will see those magazines for for, sure. for a long time, especially if they're sitting in you know in yeah. doctors' offices now um, <laughs> and that for type of thing. Years, yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. I guess what I'm getting at is there's benefits to that um, from a sure. perspective. I can, I can give you two examples. So when you want to build a second function into your box, that's that's just good packaging design. And I can give mm -hmm. you two examples of that of customers of ours. One is a one is a, a pet food, a pet toy subscription company. So. Mm -hmm. Every two or three months, you pay your monthly fee and you get dog treats and dog toys, so on and so forth. Now, I don't know if you're a dog owner, but I am, and I've got dog stuff everywhere. So my dog has more than one toy. Um, you got to find somewhere to keep those toys. So this brand sends this, uses a box, an oversized box, a box that is intentionally too big for the products in it, because they know that the box is strong enough and big enough to hold multiple dog toys. Mm. So they know that their owners are going to keep that box and put all of the dog's toys in that box. So the dog's going to associate, have a positive association with that box of all things, the dog, not the person, <laughs> the dog. Yeah. But so then the owner's going to have that sense of emotional attachment to the box too. And another customer of ours, they sell, um, girls clothing so uh, i think it's it's clothing aimed at girls below uh, under the age of eight so you know princess dresses fairy dresses nice just Great. nice really nice outfits for a young girl um and they come in a box that looks like a doll's house so they know that their target or their user is going to be a little girl and she's going to be so so excited to get her dress She's going to want to wear it straight away and go play and do things. But the box is also a dollhouse. So what mum mm. has to do is get a pair of scissors, cut open the door that's got perforated lines on the box, and suddenly the girl's got not only this nice new dress, but she's also got a dollhouse. So mm. that's just good packaging design. So yeah. you can imagine when someone when someone buys a product like dog toys or a girl's dress they think they're going to get what they ordered but then they see this ex extra functionality it almost turns the pro the packaging into a second product right and that's this is this is something that yeah it, it costs you a little extra for it, it costs you a little more than a plain box with no branding on it but that price difference is the difference between someone getting what they expected and someone being absolutely blown out of the water and having that positive relationship with your brand on an ongoing basis. Yeah. All, all that from a box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So boxes may not be sexy, but they're they're valuable and they're a very useful tool. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And boxes you know what? Maybe maybe they're not sexy, but you know, to a to an eight year old who's getting a dollhouse out of it, it's it's amazing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Ask my dog. I, I, she couldn't care less about a good box, but it's it's me that's interested in the box. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right on. Yeah. So no, oh. boxes aren't sexy, but you got to be smart, uh, and they can certainly be sexy for you, your brand, and yeah, your back pocket too. 
Exactly. Absolutely. So on that, I'm going to uh, wrap things up here. Um, Was there any uh, final thoughts there that I didn't allow you to say or cut you off or anything like that before I move on to anything else? No, Um, no. I think for e-commerce brands, I think I touched on a lot of stuff really. Um, Whether it's, you know, simple simple packaging, just the plain natural craft texture of a box with a black stamp on it, or whether it's a high-end full-color box with an internal print that says, thank you for shopping with us on the inside. It's a box is a box, but it it shows that you've tried a little bit. It shows that you, you care about the way that your brand is perceived and it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. Um, It can, uh, and it, it will look like it. Um, but it also depends on your product too. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if there's a big difference between someone who's selling, you know, books online and someone who's selling like high end boutique handmade jewelry online, um, packaging has got to go hand in hand. Um, and if you want to make your packaging the stage, well then, yeah, good packaging is going to really help that out. So. Yeah, I think I've touched on just about everything I can touch on, man. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so then my final question for you is, do you have any final words of wisdom for anybody out there, box-related or otherwise? Oh, I think I've already I think I've already dropped my, my word of wisdom, but I'll, I'll do it again just to kind of push the point home. And the one thing I keep coming back to is that uh, you only get one chance at a first impression. And first impressions last. Um, so if, if you can make that initial impression uh, as positive as it can be, then your customer is going to have more of an emotional investment into your into your brand. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's actually a great way to summarize the call. So. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, thanks again, Phil, for being on the show. It was a pleasure to have you on again. And uh, always have a lot of I'm sorry, what was that? Always happy to be here. Right on. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking.